This episode is sponsored by Baxter Blue. Use the code SWS25 to save. Imagine landing your dream job at 21 and being a key part of the success of a multi-million dollar company. Some would say that's been Melissa Sinnott's life. You've been living under a rock if you haven't heard about Naked Harvest Supplements. It was an absolute pleasure to chat with Mel, their brand executive, about her pivotal role in making it all boom. Learn what it takes to be at the top of your field in marketing as well as her invaluable tips she's learnt over the years to propel her career. Let's hear what Mel has to say. Welcome, Mel, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and I love that I'm looking at a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for everyone who um, can watch, this is my dog, Billy. <laughs> Giving me lots of puppy kisses. Oh, She's so the best. Sweet. Love working from home with a popo <laughs> in, the, in the corner. Well, Mel, before we get into the juicy questions, uh, the first thing that we ask all guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? Okay, so I had to think about this one because the song request thing, I feel like there's about 10 different songs I could choose, but I narrowed it down. Um, I think I would choose Feel So Close by Calvin Harris. Yep. I just feel like that's a bit of fun. Good one. <laughs> Love that. Um, uh, and my cocktail of choice is an amaretto sour. Nice. Have you tried the Mr. Consistent yeah. um, Amaretto Sour before? I have. They actually gifted us. Their office is literally just down the road from us, so they come in quite regularly. So, yes, I've tried them. <laughs> oh, true. How good. What a, The perfect storm, like <laughs> amazing protein, <laughs> moon milk, and like a side of cocktail. That's like my dream. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. I know. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, for those who don't yeah. know you, um, can you tell us about a little bit about yourself, who Melissa is? Sure. So I am 26 years old. I grew up on the Sunshine Coast. That's where I spent my early years. <laughs> I'm still young, but you know. Um, moved to Brisbane to study and then from there I moved to the Gold Coast to pursue my career. So I'm a very career-driven gal. That's kind of the most interesting thing about me, I feel. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I am the brand uh, executive for a company, an e-commerce brand on the Gold Coast called Naked Harvest Supplements, if you haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Yeah, we. I'm sure everyone listening has heard of Naked Harvest. It's my go-to. Moon milk every night. Honestly, you'll have the best sleep oh, of your entire life. You got me into that. Like two of my favourite things, magnesium and chocolate. Yeah. Together. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The best. So good. Well, we really wanted this um, chat to be around career growth um, for all our young professionals out there. So let's just take it back to the beginning. Like where did it all kind of start for you and how did your now title of brand exec for Naked Harvest come to be? 
So I don't know if too many people listening will know the origin story, but essentially, um, as soon as I graduated from university, I studied a degree in business and communications. It was like a dual degree majoring in PR and um, communications. And after uni, I started applying for jobs, landed in a small PR agency in Brisbane um, and was there for about four months before I got poached by Georgie Stevenson, who is a influencer, an Australian influencer, if you haven't heard of her. So she was kind of at the beginning stages of transitioning from becoming just an influencer to becoming an entrepreneur. Like that Mm. was the big transition period that I kind of fell into and started building her personal brand. And together, you know, we launched her ebook, Find Your Healthy. That was the very first thing. Then after that, you're going to see Cooper walk past in a second, by the way. That's okay. (laughs) He's coming in. He's about to leave. He can give us a wave. (laughs) Hey, Coops. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. That's Um, so good. So, yeah, so we um, then launched her podcast, Rise and Conquer. Uh, and then her online course and then Naked Harvest. So that's where, so about a year in, we started having conversations about creating this brand um, that was really passionate part of Georgie's, you know, like health and fitness journey was supplements. And um, there was a gap in the market that she noticed, you know, she wasn't being able to find natural supplements that helped, you know, help her achieve her goals that were good for her, that helped all of, you know, her health issues that were good for her gut, that didn't make her break out, that we know were just kinder on her body. Um, And then, yeah, basically I helped Georgie and Cooper build that brand from ground zero. And was working in all three businesses at one stage. So I was working in GS, which was her personal brand. I was working in Rise and Conquer, which is the podcast and the online course, and then Naked Harvest. So there was a time there where it was like so full on. Um, And then as Naked Harvest grew, I moved fully into that brand as the project and communications manager and from there kind of grew into my role. Yeah, nice. I know those feelings all too well. Back when I worked at Breeze Balm, we had a few like side branches that the company involved as well. And I remember I was the same. I had like Amelia at Breeze Balm and then it was like Amelia at semileo.com. And it was just like all the bloody email addresses and like all the things. Mm, lots wearing lots of hats. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Yes, I know. It's crazy, especially when they're all in different you know, feels they're focused on different things. You're not, you know, you're not doing the same thing every day. It's very tricky. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Hello. I just wanted to say, she is our secret weapon and she's the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Oh, we love that. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. No one can beat it. She's amazing. Oh, that's so oh, good. So nice. What a testimonial. <laughs> that's going to be a reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Ali's the nicest. But, yeah, so that's kind of full circle how it, how it all started and that's how I got to where I am now. So mm. d- what does the title of brand executive mean Melissa can you run us through a day in your life absolutely so brand executive here now that we have quite a significant team from when we first started it was just me Georgie and Cooper now we have a team of 16 um, with 10 of us being in the kind of e-com 
space. So I essentially now run the brand and marketing strategy for the entire company. So I'm responsible for helping us, you know, be at the forefront of the industry in our sector. I'm responsible for helping us scale and finding new opportunities. I'm responsible for our launch product, like, you know, our launch strategies for products, um, helping the team grow. Like it's a very big Mm. job. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Do you have like set tasks that you do every day? Honestly, every day is so different, but you know, I'll usually get in at 7am. I'll check my emails. I'll have a coffee, figure out the plan of action for the day because it is different every single day. Um, But So basically I'm like the chain of communications in the company as well. So from the moment I step into the office, I'm talking to our internal team plus our external agencies to facilitate all kinds of different activations um, or projects that we've got running at any given time. Because honestly, like I can think today, there's probably about five different projects I was working on. So it's not just one thing Mm. and that changes like every single month. It's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, you'll usually find me in meetings three to four times a day. Um, and that's why my job's so time consuming. So I'm usually working on anything from product launches to promotions, forecasting, working on, um, you know, like facilitating the strategy across all areas of our marketing mix. Cause there's quite a lot when you're, um, an established e-commerce brand, as I'm sure, you know, Amelia at Breeze Bum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I can work on product development during my day. I'll work with external teams to focus on scale and growth strategies like it's all yeah (laughs) it's It's, yeah I guess it's a a blessing and a curse like that you keep it interesting but also you know you've got your finger Mm. in so many pies and you're like where am I up to now what hat am I wearing today I know that feeling I know yeah project coordinating I think for today for example Yes, project coordination, really. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like um, planning an event, but like, you know, doing it on such a consistent basis, it's not just like, oh, we have one event a year. It's like, no, yeah. we're literally driving the whole business right now. <laughs> so um, how did, how did know, you learn all these the skills? Be... Oh, sorry, say that again. How did you learn all these skills? Uh, so this is, this is quite tricky. So... I came into this career at 21, I think I was when I started with Georgie and I'm 26 now. So I've been with her for five years. And during that entire time, I've never had a manager or a mentor or anyone who knew more about business or creative industries or e-commerce than I did just through university. So I, it was quite tricky. I didn't have anyone telling me, you know, this is how we do things and this is how you use this platform. And this is what we do for a launch strategy. I quite literally from the moment I started had to figure all of that out on my own. So it's, it was honestly just me consuming as much content as I could listening to as many podcasts as I could reading blogs, like researching on the internet, you know, just it quite literally, it took up the first couple of years, the, um, my professional development, I took quite seriously because I didn't know what I needed to know. So on my weekends and after hours, if I didn't know something that day, I'd be 
online on the internet trying to find a course or trying to find some way of learning how to do that so I could walk into the office the next day and be like yeah I know how to do that I'll figure that out you know yeah you always you always hear about people learning way more on the job than you do in uni and I feel like that's across the board but do you feel like the degree you studied like kind of goes hand in hand with what you're doing now yeah I definitely would say so I went to QUT, which is how they, they call it the University for the Real World. So it's a little bit different to courses that you'd study similar at like UQ, for example. It's quite theoretic, like theory-based, whereas QUT is quite, they apply things for the real world. So you're doing fun courses like Internet self on where you're learning how to write a blog and build a website and stuff like that. So um, in that way, it was quite useful because I wasn't just writing papers and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, no one teaches you how to use Clavio or no one mm. teaches you how to optimize your Shopify store or <laughs> scale an e-commerce brand. Like, so all of that kind of stuff, I really did just have to figure out from doing things wrong and yeah, on the go. Yeah. As I needed to do something, as Georgie said, hey, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, we'll make it happen. Don't know how we're going to do that, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. What's what's so frustrating is I know that the future is headed that way. I know that they'll be learning about Shopify like <laughs> in the not too distant future. And I'm like, why couldn't we be there for that like totally. progression, know. you know? <laughs> but then yeah. there's also such like yeah, a, I know. it's such a good feeling when you figure something out for yourself yes. and you're like, and that's obviously- mm you know, such a big quality of who you are. And I listened to your episode, if anyone wants um, a chat all around kind of like pay rises and just career progression, um, kind of like more in depth, Mm -hmm. Georgie's podcast, the Rise and Conquer podcast, just um, released an episode with you, Mel. And um, you talking about how you just figure it out it's so funny because I'm exactly the same like (laughs) you just have to figure shit out and my partner Mitchell he is like the world's worst like asker like he'll just be like I don't know how to write a blog like can you help me do this and so now we've got this funny thing where I'm like figure it out babe figure it out yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) honestly my favorite thing and I think I've said this in two podcasts already but if you don't know something, Google it. Yes. <laughs> it's just a rule. Google has the answer for everything if you look hard enough. So just Google it before you go asking those silly questions because I can guarantee you'll be able to find it on your own. Yes, 100%. Or on YouTube, like the amount of times that I've like YouTubed how to <laughs> set up an email automation or I don't know, something yep. like that. It's yep. Yeah, it's so yep. handy. Yep. Um, it's nice to know that other professionals do the same. I spoke to um, way back in the day, like two years ago, I spoke to Molly Jane, who's now the co-founder of WellWeb back yeah, when she worked WellWeb, at Bondi yeah. Sands. Um, and she said the exact same thing to me. She was like, Amelia, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Like yeah. everyone's just trying to figure it out for themselves. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so refreshing to that's hear. Lovely. Yeah, it is so true. Cause I do feel like, you know, people look at someone like me who's only 26 and, the brand executive of a multi seven figure business. And they're like, Oh, she's just, she's got the knowledge that I will just never have because I won't have the opportunity to learn that. And the reality is 
I didn't have anyone showing me any of this. I just had to problem solve and figure it out on my own. If I can do it, literally anyone else can. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't have a choice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was either this or getting fired. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or failing. Well, which one do I want? (laughs) Speaking of, that kind of of leads us into um, the next question. And that would be, Mm. what is some of the biggest struggles you've faced so far in your career? So obviously, number one, I think we've already touched on it, but Uh, from a young age, I think this is something that not a lot of people get to experience. And I've come to realize now just how fortunate I actually have been to have experienced my career in this way. But having to be the problem solver and having to figure that stuff out on my own when there was no one to guide or mentor me or teach me how to do certain things, because I have learned on my own, which means I have been able to, you know, instead of listening to how other people, you know, would usually say, hey, this is how you should do something. I've been kind of groomed to think of those things on my own. So I look at it from, you know, what are our goals and how, how do we want to go about this? Not how, you know, this person says you should go about, you know, whatever we're doing. So I think, and it, it has helped me, like it has helped me grow and like, move this quickly in my career as well. I think if you're starting out at the bottom of the ranks and there is 10 people above you who know more than you, it is quite hard for you to move up. Mm. Um, So I've also been fortunate in that respect where this has kind of really been the driving factor in me getting to where I am at such a young age as well. So it's been a challenge. Don't get me wrong. There's days like this morning where I come to work crying because I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle today, but, um, it's definitely rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah. And a good way to think about it is like, you've always, you've always, um, got it sorted, you know, like over the past five years, you've always ticked it off and done the job. So exactly, exactly. So just proven to myself over the last five years that there hasn't been an obstacle that I haven't been able to overcome or there hasn't been a problem that I haven't been able to solve. So yeah. That's <laughs> Every awesome. Every time something new comes up, I'm like, it's all, it's all good. I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. life, life always has a way of like, we always, I feel like the thought of it is always worse than the thing itself. Mm. And if something actually happens, Correct. you know, there's always something that you can do to accommodate that or yeah. it's less scary mm-hmm. than it actually is, you know. Um, mm. yeah. And I feel like as well there's always someone you can speak to who has done it before that can give you pointers. There's always mm. some information that you can find that will help you do it. So, you know, it's just yeah. a matter of finding that. 100%. On the other end of the spectrum, what are your pinch me moments from from working in this sector? <laughs> so I guess this is kind of hard because I'm someone who looks ahead. Like I, I'm constantly looking at the next thing. So taking the time to sit back and reflect on like, oh, my pinch me moments. I'm so happy about <laughs> this. It's very hard for me. I'm not someone who naturally thinks like that. Um, but I guess just being able, like looking back on it, like I'm now sitting in the office. It's a huge warehouse. Like Amelia, you have to come and take a look at, you know, where we are now, because when I look back at where we were at the very start, we were, you know, working out of Cooper's spare room, like our product, our entire product could fit in a spare room. And we were 
his whole family and us were just packing orders from this, from Bunnings tables in the oh middle of his dining room. So, <laughs> so from looking at, you know, that's where we started. And now we're sitting in this beautiful, brand new, enormous warehouse that's like five times the size of our first warehouse. And I'm sitting in the office of a business that I helped create. And I look at, you know, like I'll go to the gym and I'll see someone with a naked harvest bottle or, you know, someone asked me where I work and they're like, Oh my God, I love their pre-workout. It's changed my life or just things like that. There's, there's thousands of pinch me moments, but um, yeah, I'd say the biggest one is being able to sit here and be like, shit, I was a part of that. Like I, I'm like a crucial factor in this success. And I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't it the best feeling like seeing as a marketer, seeing my target audience in real life using the product is just like holy fuck like I market to you like this is amazing you're actually using it you actually exist like what the hell yeah yeah it's one thing to see it on social media as well you know you see all these people from you know talking about the products and you're like yeah that's amazing but to see it in real life and to actually talk to people who you know, know about the brand and love and use the brand and just can't get enough of the products or what we offer or what we're, even what we're about. It's just, it's, yeah, it's so special. I'll be the first to admit, I spend far too much time looking at my screens and I'm sure we've heard by now how the blue light from them can be harmful for our eyes. As far as digital eye strain goes, Baxter Blue have had us covered for a while now with their famous blue light filtering glasses. Yeah, I own a few pairs and I'm a big fan. Well, they've actually taken it a step further and launched a wellness range which supports our sleep and stress levels too. I know if I've been on screens all day, especially right before bed, it really affects my sleep and I struggle to relax. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a tension headache. And it's not like we can just quit using our devices and so much of our life is digital. For sure. I highly recommend getting some blue light glasses if you feel the same. I was surprised how much I noticed a difference. And I can't imagine the impact it's having on kids nowadays too. If you want to look good and be an eco-warrior at the same time, you can check out their biodegradable range and know that you're making a difference given the fact they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. You can find a pair for everyone, even the kitties. And don't forget to use our discount code SWS25 for 25% off. Yeah, I think that's why um, like events, having events some in some regard for a business mm-hmm. is so powerful, especially if you are online, mm-hmm. because you get that like feedback instantly from your customer and you get to actually meet them. Yeah. And some of the mm-hmm. big kind of businesses that I've looked at, like, Gymshark, you know, a key factor to them exploding was all the events that they were doing. So I feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, events, I mean, obviously COVID's kind of ruined that for (laughs) so many people, but. I was going to say that because we launched like, literally we launched and seven months later, COVID hit and we basically were straight, we were in lockdown trying to run a business from our bedrooms and it was so challenging and like a big part of that was to pivot. And so we haven't been able to host those events, but recently we were a stall holder at move with us. They did a live event in the gold coast and that was pretty, that was kind of the first real experience that we've had where people have flooded our store and we're sitting there like, Oh my goodness. There is hundreds of girls 
sitting here waiting to buy from us and they know about us and they've used our products for two years and we're hearing their stories and their relationship to our brand and we're like, okay, this is, <laughs> you know. Like, That's a pinch me moment. Like, <laughs> In yeah, itself. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're the best kind of moments. Um, mm-hmm. Well, for anyone who is looking to enter the world of marketing, what are some invaluable tips you could give them? Amazing. So, so when you're like just entering this industry, it's quite competitive and you are at the beginning of your career. So I would say the number one thing that has really gotten me places has been hard work because it does go a long way. And when you're young and you're inexperienced, you know, apart from potentially possessing some degree of talent for the job, you, it's really one of the only things that I feel can truly help you learn and grow fast and kind of solidify you in your role in your career so you know hard work (laughs) I'm just a that's just what I always say I think hard work beats all in the beginning Mm -hmm. um I've also said this but you know if you don't know something google it there's no point in asking a silly question if the answer is online and you can figure it out yourself. That's another huge one. Being able to problem solve when you don't know something is massive. Uh, And it's something I actually really look for in our team. And it's something that I constantly challenge them on. So if someone's coming to me and, you know, they don't know how to solve something that is quite simple, I will go, hey, no, you can do this. Either just Google it or just spend five minutes actually thinking about how you're going to solve this problem. Um, And they do it every single time. So, that's something I definitely challenge others on as well because I think it's so crucial. Um, but I would also say the last thing that I would say is crucial in marketing is to become a sponge. So you're constantly learning from what others are doing in your field and you know potentially in whatever job you're in, but you're also looking to, you know, you're looking outside for other audiences like you're you're listening to podcasts from people who know more than you you're watching brands who have nothing to do with the space that you're in but they're doing amazing things so I think when you're doing all of those things it just helps you create and think big so that Mm. you're not kind of forced into this funnel of this is what I'm doing like if I was like this is something I do a lot for Naked Harvest because there you can get it's like a lot of white noise when you're current when you're looking at you know what other people are doing in your space right it's just a bit, it can be, you know, you can be drawn in all sorts of different directions or you can be forced to really think small, I think. But when you're exposing yourself to all types of people and brands and businesses and um, you can really just, I don't know, I feel like it's very crucial if you want to really expand your creative thinking. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I find that helps me for sure. And also, um, looking at different industries, like not necessarily, you mm. know, for your case, 100%. like supplements, like yeah. I would often, mm. when I worked in the beauty industry, I would often look at like fashion and like what's fashion doing at the moment and take what I can from them because yeah. it's not usually translated Absolutely. with your competitors. So it's, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. fresh. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big one for me. So Georgie and I actually, we don't follow our competitors very closely at all because we don't really want to know too much of what they're doing. Obviously, as a marketer, it's kind of your um, responsibility to do market research and to be aware of those competitors. But I truly just look for people who aren't even remotely related to supplements. Um 
because it helps me kind of draw on what they're doing and see how I can adapt it and see how I can put our own flair on it and continue to do the cool things that we're doing because what I'm finding is by doing that, we're not doing what everyone else is doing. And so, you know, we're making that splash in our own little sector of supplements and health and wellness and people are looking to us and going, shit, that was cool. We're going to copy that. (laughs) So yeah, that's a huge one for me. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Um, Melissa, it's Mm. clear you've been, you know, a pivotal part of the mass growth of Naked Harvest. Um, And it's so evident how passionate you are about the company what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> uh, oh, it's so, I don't know, it's scary to think about it because I have literally put my heart and soul into this for five years. So I don't know. I, I used to think something that was like a limiting belief of mine when I started out was I used to think, you know, I'll never be a business owner or I'll never do something like that because I'm the person who works behind the scenes and works really hard for someone else. That's always been kind of my limiting belief that I've had around my, you know, whatever I'm doing, but I'm coming to realize lately, especially as I step further into my role and I do understand, you know, the impact that I can have, that I don't really have that limiting belief anymore. So, Mm. I feel like the world's my oyster with whatever I choose to do. <laughs> um, I have no idea what that is right now. I'm so heavily focused on growing this brand, but yeah, who knows, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. No. That's, that's the first step, you know, you've got to at least believe that you can mm. and then whatever options, you know, come available to you, at least, you know, you'll be able to take them on, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. I even, um, someone that I love is Michelle Battersby. Mm. Oh yeah. She's so great. Bumble, Bumble CEO. Yes. Bumble. Yeah. CMO. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so she kind of started in Bumble from the very beginning. She was super pivotal, pivotal in their growth, um, in the dating app world. And then she obviously moved to keep it cleaner. And I think she was there for a year and then she went out and had this opportunity to like, I don't know, just start her own thing. And now she has sunroom. And I just find that fascinating, like her progression. Um, and I quite aspire to, I quite like, I, I love her. So yeah, it just goes to show you never really know what's around the corner. Yeah, exactly. I love um, Michelle so much. I've been following her journey similar Mm. to yours for ages. And Mm. I heard her um, on a podcast and someone asked her, you know, do you ever think you'll own your own business? Like you were such a big part in growing Bumble and blah, blah, blah. Um, And she was like, you know what, for now, like I'm still learning the ropes and I want to learn as much as I can Mm -hmm. um, through these amazing businesses and having these like networks that I can work with. And then who knows what's going to happen in the future. So yeah, yeah, I really liked that outlook on it as well. Cause I feel like there's a lot yeah, of pressure. I just don't want to put it out in the universe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the universe doesn't need to know, you know? they they All the universe needs to know is that I'm open. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and for the longest time, I feel like, you know, the goal has always been to do your own thing. But, you know, you even launching the Happy Employee, the whole ethos of where that started was it's so okay to work for someone. And mm. sometimes it's better. Like it takes yeah. the pressure off for one, <laughs> two, like yes, oh, totally. be equally as passionate, but 
I don't know. It just it makes so much sense to yeah. me if depending on your personality. Mm. Yep, a hundred percent. Oh, it's like business is. I well, feel how like was your transition, Amelia. What was that? How was your transition? Like, what was the pivotal point for you to kind of leave Breeze Bum? Yeah, I and think do your own thing. I think it was kind of similar. Like, I really had to be presented with um, an epic sort of thing, um, and that's. I can't, it was kind of similar in that we were approached by a business partner to start Bright Futures. And at the time we were just super financially like secure that I was able to leave my role and Mitch could support me in building our business. So I know there's so many people talk about like, don't just dive right in and like leave your job and start a business. And like, of course I wouldn't recommend that, especially if you don't have the support network like to back you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't regret it at all because I just jumped right in. Like there was no hesitation. And I think like, as soon as I made the decision, like I need to leave it, it was like, I just had to tell everyone you know I had to like get it out because I would I felt bad like keeping it inside so it was a cal- it was a calculated <laughs> yeah. risk it though. was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally there's a, there's a difference I feel yeah a hundred percent it wasn't just like mm. yeah we were like bye but we also <laughs> <laughs> we also like sacrificed because we were saving for a house for so long like that was a big sacrifice obviously me stopping mm. work we weren't able to get the loan that we wanted to buy a house. So risk to reward. And obviously like we're still building bright Mm -hmm. futures and it's got, you know, a long way to go, but yeah, I don't regret it at all. It was, it was awesome. It's um, yeah. Well, even that's inspiring to me. I think that's amazing that you were recognized that, you know, you were ready for more and you just did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I often think this too. I miss working around a team so much because I'm alone for, you know, like 80% Mm -hmm. of my week. When I see Lara, it's like, yes, I've got a team. Like let's do stuff (laughs) together. Like teamwork. I really, I'm such a. That's actually so crucial. Yeah. I'm such a solo worker that I was like, nah, love working by myself, love working from home. And then now I'm like, oh my God, get me around a team. Like I miss it so much. (laughs) And then, and then when we do get together, we end up just like talking, talking (laughs) and then like eating and drinking coffee. And I'm like, oh, we should probably do some work now. A little bit of work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just how we oh, like honestly, it. Honestly, when we started, like when I first started working for Georgie and then Naked Harvest, I was by myself and very often working from home. And I used to be like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm one of the only people I know that works from home. <laughs> like I've got it so good. And then as our team grew and things got drastically busier, um, I realized just how much I love coming into the office and being around everyone. It actually like transforms my creativity so yeah I just love it now and then I hate working from home these days I just can't do it (laughs) yeah I think um I think having the option is is so great if you can like because as you said yeah it's it's about the team but I think being able to balance it with like your own time that's that's where the healthy balance comes into it I think yeah being able to have like a bit of flexibility in your schedule is always nice I feel so important yeah yeah I know what you mean though 
Well, that went on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, sorry, you're the one supposed to ask the question. No, no, it's great. It's so fun. Um, is there anything that you guys have coming up in the works, any projects that you can give us the inside scoop on? <laughs> so Naked Harvest fans, you will have seen that we've just announced we are releasing our first ever dessert range. So these are like great tasting good for you treats. They're vegan, gluten-free, refined, sugar-free, but they taste so good. So um, yeah, you will see that we've launched that. Uh, we, by the time this podcast airs, I think it's, when was this airing? Um, In the next few weeks. So it'll be launched by then. So you guys make sure you check it out because it's going to transform the way you treat yourself. So look out for that one. Yum. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. I can't wait to try. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll have to send you some. So make sure you give me your home address and I'll give you some. Um, but, yeah, so we, like I'm sure you know Amelia because we do some stuff with you, but we launch products like every month. So there's always something to look out for. And I can't tell you too much, but we do have, I think, three or four more products lined up for the year. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's all I can tell you, but it's going to be good. Wow. Yay. Watch this space, everyone. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, we usually yeah, we usually good. end our chat with a bit of fun, usually with a game of Would You Rather. Everyone knows how much we love a Would You Rather if you've been listening to the pod. So we are going <laughs> to ask Melissa some four unknown questions as well, starting with this one. Would you rather have a great job but a terrible boss? Or a great boss, but a terrible job? Oh, hands down, a great boss, but a terrible job. I just feel, I don't know why I feel like this, but the people you, oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> that was so a surprise. Tricky. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't know. I really value the people that I work with. So, for example, mm. even when I was working a shitty part-time job, if I liked my boss or my manager, it made it enjoyable. So in a sense, it wasn't a shitty job because I quite enjoyed working there. But I feel like it's a double-edged sword because if you had a really amazing job, then you could learn all these cool things and who cares if your boss is shit because you don't have to stay there long term. So maybe I would go that that Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it depends how closely you work with your boss, you mm. know? It's like if you're like super hands-on with them, then I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. That's honestly a very tricky one. But yeah, I think my personality, I'd go for the first one. Well yeah. thought out. Well thought out. Nice. Answer. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Would you rather live in a world without toilet paper or without soap? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I don't know. Is there like natural soap, al soap alternatives you can find? <laughs> Like Maybe like some charcoal or something. Or like body wash. Your teeth yeah. with charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like some, I don't know. I mean, I would think maybe the soap thing. Yeah, I like feel like. If you didn't have toilet paper, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, she'll be right. All, this, all the toilets need a, um, what's it called where you where there's like the water? A, oh, the bidet. A bidet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bidet. You know in those toilets you go and you're like, they play music and there's like yep. a, I think it's in like Japan Yeah. yeah. Like, well, this yeah. is lovely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we love a tangent today. Okay, number three, would you rather have a 99% chance at 100K 
or 50% chance at 10 mil? Fifty percent chance at ten mil. Really? Uh, yeah, because my type of personality is, I feel like chance is not really a thing. Like, you, there's things that you can do to work for it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot you can do to increase your odds. Mm, okay. Yep. I see where you're coming from. Mm. And you're just going all in. I would make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'd You'd figure it, it out. <laughs> Yeah, I'd make it happen. That's amazing. She's a go-getter. Okay, and last question. (laughs) Would you rather never have pre-workout ever again or never have protein powder ever again? Oh, I would never have protein powder only because I I work out like five days a week and pre-workout is the thing that I look forward to in the morning. Like I wake up excited to take pre-workout. It's my favorite supplement. Um, so yeah, 100% pre-workout. Love it. We actually I love caffeine, guys. We didn't even ask you, what's your favorite Naked Harvest product? Uh, um, it's the strawberry pre-workout. So highly recommend that. I think it's our best flavor and it's our OG flavor as well. So that's the first product we ever created in our range. So for me, it's just like the OG, it's got a bit of nostalgia and I just have like a connection to it. The little baby of the business. Yeah. Oh, cute. Love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mel. Where can everyone find you you. and um, Naked Harvest as well? So you can find Naked Harvest pretty much on most social platforms or on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, make sure you join our Facebook community, the Naked Harvest community. You can get some sneak peeks in there of what we've got happening. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, Melissa Sinnott. Um, and you can also find me these days, <laughs> only just really started getting myself out there on TikTok. I do cute little work day in the life and some fun stuff like that now. So yeah. Mate, I love your right. TikToks. They're so good. I watch them all the time. I'm like, this is <laughs> thank great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm just so nosy. I love knowing what people do. Same. And I feel like if I can be involved and show people what I actually do in my day, it would just be so fun. So. Yeah. No, I'm exactly the same. I'm so nosy. <laughs> hey, thank you so yeah. much for chatting with us. It was so great to hear about your life and, and how Naked Harvest all came to be. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review. And find us on Instagram at Some Would Say Podcast. Talk then.